Hey, everybody. Uh, uh, why did I forget how to start my own show? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. George isn't here because uh, we're recording on a Friday and he's working because um, it's my mom's birthday. Uh, it was yesterday. And so I'm going to go to Sleepy Hollow tomorrow. You don't need to know this. You don't give a shit. Um, Steven is here. Steven Scott. He's uh, interim co-host. Um, uh, how are you, Steven? I'm doing well. Are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, we also have a guest. Uh, she's my classmate. She is a uh, comedian. Um, uh, I don't know what else. A screenwriter, I guess. Uh, a professor. I forgot about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Eve Papa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Michael. Hey. Uh, so um, this is Eve's first time on the show. Uh, so we're just going to... Uh, Eve, since you're the guest, uh, you watched any movies this week? I did. I had to watch Fried Green Tomatoes for school this week. That sounds so vaguely familiar. It's um, it, it's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's got Kathy Bates in it. Does it it's, take place on a farm? It, it takes place in the South. Yeah, part yeah. of it is on a farm. It's over two hours long. It's this story of like an entire life, multiple lives, actually. It's a very, very detailed plot it was interesting um did you have to watch that for a class yeah i had to watch it for um a screenwriting class we were looking at how it tells the story of two different friendships simultaneously so there's one that takes place in the present and they're discussing also um people who lived in the past it's kind of like it's it's kind of structured like the notebook Mm -hmm. if you know that so there's like kind of two stories, one from like an older time and then one from the present time sort of happening mm-hmm. parallel to each other. Known in the biz as dementia storytelling. Ah. Uh, no, um, I don't know, Stephen, have you seen Fried Green Tomatoes? That I haven't. Like, it sounds a, like it seems like where you live in Georgia, right? Oh, really? They have farms. That I, That's like everything around where I live. That's yeah. not where I am, dude. Um, so, so you liked it, I guess? I'll be honest. It was okay. Um, I love Kathy Bates. She is my sorority sister. Uh, We were both in the same sorority in college, you know, obviously not together, but uh, through the sisterhood, I feel very Uh connected to her. Uh, It was okay. It it was okay. It was not like super duper um, current since it's from the nineties. Like it it felt like I was watching it and it just felt very outdated. And I'm not saying that watching old movies is something that like brings that to my attention necessarily. Like plenty of my favorite movies are from the nineties, but it just, I don't know. It felt like it doesn't really translate that well to today. Like some of the themes were a little like dated, not super duper progressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little, a little dated. I I feel like I learned watching it. it. Whenever I watch a movie for school, whether I like it, I don't like it or I feel am about it. There's always something to take away. Uh-huh. I, uh, I I forgot who Kathy Bates was when you said it, so I looked it up. And uh, I remember her specifically from Annie on ABC, like the TV movie. Uh, Did you watch that? I have not. That was... her favorite. Ca- my favorite character of hers is from The Office, Joe Bennett. Oh, I don't know. Is she a regular on that show? Annie. At one point she was, towards the end of the series. Uh-huh. Not, not, I actually, no, I wouldn't say regular. I think she... Was, she came in and out. I. It's been a while. I'm not sure. Yeah. When you say Annie, you mean like it's the, a hard knock life? Yeah, that movie? one. That's a TV movie? Uh, The one I'm thinking of is. With the right? little redhead girl? Yeah. Little Orphan I, Annie. 
I did not know that was a TV movie. Huh. Uh, I'm talking about the one with uh, let's look, Eddie 1999 cast. I, I assumed it was a TV movie. Uh, Kathy Bates. Uh, no one cares to play Annie. She was a kid. Victor Garber as Daddy Warbucks. I don't know if any of these names mean anything to you. Not at all. Um, the bald guy is that. Well, I guess he's always bald. I don't know why I'm saying the bald guy. Like that's gonna give it away. Let me Google it real quick just to see. Just look up Annie nineteen ninety nine, and you'll see if it's the one you're talking about. Hmm. Is it the one? I don't know why this looks different from the Annie that I remember. I... Because there's like more than one version. Oh, okay. So this is probably not the one you saw. I thought there was two. I thought there was the one with the little red. Is this hair on girl, Disney Plus? Most, actually, most recent one. Annie nineteen ninety nine. I'm gonna look that up. Disney. This is great podcasting that I'm doing right now. Exactly, dude. Disney. Right what are you? What are you watching these days, Steven? A bunch of anime with uh, different friends and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You guys were just watching all the fucking uh, Austin Powers, right? Yeah, we did watch Austin Powers too. We watched the uh, the first two. I've never. Se- I've seen like a bit of the one that's in Japan. I don't know which one that is. How many are there? There's three. There's three that I know of. You ever watch Austin Powers, Eve? I have not actually. Um, uh, great movie, I would say. For today's day and age, it's too raunchy to ever get released. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of those jokes are very, um, very outdated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't raunchy find. Raunchy humor's it. going away. What happened? Raunchy humor's going away. It's a little funny. bit, yeah. Um, sucks a little bit, but whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I watched, uh, I watched Dune. Um, how was that? When did I watch that? Like, uh, it, it, this is. If you guys are wondering why this uh, podcast, by the way, came out like a week late, it's because we're on a. a I, I think bi-weekly is the right word, where it's like every two weeks. Yeah. Where is that? Uh, You're right. So yeah, so last week I watched Dune, and then I watched it again this week actually on what? on HBO. Uh, good movie. Uh, it's like Star Wars for adults. Um, what else do I have to say about Dune? I have not seen Dune yet. I was telling myself that I was going to actually go to the movies and see it, but I don't think it's happening. So yeah, I'm just going to watch it. I'm glad I saw it in in theaters, but, um, I get that it's hard for people Mm -hmm. these days. Um, and I feel like my other note, my really only other note for this week is that, um, it really feels like uh, Dune is like picking up like a wave of science fiction literature being adapted to film, because like after Dune got like that sequel greenlit, all of a sudden uh, the Hyperion novels are being made at Warner Brothers by uh, Bradley Cooper, who apparently has his own production company now. Really? Did not know that. Cooper production company. When are we gonna watch Moon uh, Dune, Michael? Uh, I don't know. I can't stream. Well, I can, but. I don't have HBO Max on my Mac. It's only on my TV. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, so he's doing Hyperion, which is another one of those like unadaptable, quote unquote, science fiction novels. Uh, and then The Inkle is being made by Taika Waititi, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys know, um, I gotta look up this guy's name. Uh, the Inkle... Uh, Jodor- Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky. You guys, have, does that name mean anything? No. So Jodorowsky was this director 
that was supposed to make a Dune movie. Um, and um, it was like really way out there and it was like never going to be made because it was like so weird and like it would have gone insanely over budget um, and been very alienating. So it never got made. And then he said, fuck it. And he uh, wrote The Inkle, which is a graphic novel he did with the, an illustrator named Mobius, who's a French illustrator. who's really cool. Uh, and so now that Dune itself did really well, they're like, fuck it. And they're making The Inkle. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. It, it feels like um, we might be at the end of like the Marvel supremacy of like film. Let's right go. Right finally. <laughs> And, like, going into science fiction epics a little bit. Which, like, maybe the takeaway should be, uh, you know, that we shouldn't only have one type of movie. But that's just me. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That new Marvel movie is doing shit, I heard. What's the, the new Wars? Marvel movie? I've lost track. Uh, of Eternals. Eternals. It's about uh, immortal people who apparently, uh, like, the, the whole thing is that they don't, like... Uh, intervene with like human stuff so like Hiroshima and shit they just like let that happen uh, which doesn't seem super like hero-esque yeah I don't really get the get the appeal there but it's like the worst reviewed Marvel movie right now and it just came out today uh, let me check that actually because I guess the the audience scores would have come out today Eternals didn't Captain Marvel do pretty bad too not really. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Uh, the wor- yeah. the worst one before Eternals was the second Thor movie. What mm. was that? Ragnarok? No, that was the no. Dark World. Oh. Okay, so it's got an eighty six from audiences, but uh, I don't want to. You know what? Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't want to enable ads. But uh, it's got a. Let me see if I can get this back before it. Fifty uh, percent from critics. Hmm. Um, well, my voice cracked right there. Yeah, it did. What What's your hot take on Marvel movies, Eve? Um, this is a new well, segment I... we're calling the uh, Hot Takes with Eve Papa. Uh, <laughs> hot Takes with Eve Papa. Um, <laughs> I Sorry. definitely grew up on the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. The Sam Raimi loved... ones. Yes, loved those. Um, as a kid, they were always cool, and the, they've definitely stuck with me. And then I I was there for like you know the. Andrew Garfield and even Tom Holland. I've, I've been keeping up with Spider-Man and I liked Iron Man a lot also. But other than that, I think I saw the first two Avengers movies. I don't, they, I think Marvel puts out movies a little too often for my taste. Like I know people who are really, really into it. My brother is on top of all that stuff, but um, it doesn't necessarily hold my interest. It's like, you know, Lana Del Rey was once my, my favorite musician, but she came out with two albums this mm-hmm. year, which is a lot. And the year's not even over yet. And it like, you know, some a little too much content you know uh-huh. what i'm saying yeah like, the more you put out the harder it is for it all to be good and i i know marvel is as knows how to tell stories that their audience is interested in but i don't think i'm actually one of those audience members yeah i'm kind of falling out of love with it myself pretty pretty rapidly at this point because they put like like four movies this year right it's been three That's so far lot. and then spider-man's gonna make four has it really been four? It's going to be four by when Spider-Man comes out. And that's, Jesus. that is argue. Yeah, no, that's not argued. It's two. And then plus fucking, what, three shows? The shows well, I haven't even attempted. Three shows have come out so far. And I think there's two more coming out this year. 
Is what if over yet? Is what? Is what if? What what if? Yeah, is that yeah, that show sucked. Oh really? I, I hated like, oh. that show. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, and the animation was so ugly. I, I thought know. there was a few episodes that you like you vibed with though. There were a few episodes I vibed with, but that does not a show make. Mm. Um, but yeah, feels like we're at the Damn. tail end of that. That's right. Um, and that's Did Eve's hot take off? on Marvel yes. movies. Yes. Uh, let's give it to Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Lana Del Rey is the Marvel Cinematic Universe of <laughs> of uh, music. Uh, well, I reached the end of my notes very fast. Uh, what's going on with you, Steven? Uh, nothing outside of just trying to get a new job. Um, just chilling in Discord. With you my just do like, like like this. tech stuff, right? Yeah, IT for healthcare facilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. golfing. You've been, been golfing? Like, golf, golf. Yeah, I've been golfing with my dad. Like mini golf or I didn't, real golf? I believe that's Actual playing golf. golf. Yeah, well, playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> English um, professor here. Um, it's been fun, I guess. I mean, I, I've liked it way more than I thought I would. I always, go on. I I always found golf to be like the most fuck you sport that man has ever made. (laughs) Just like, like takes up a fuck ton of land and property and money. And it's so hard to make, maintain the golf course. And it's also, you can just like swing a little ass ball. Oh, definitely. Like there's uh... something about it. That's like, so like hubris. It's a very um, was it a white collar? Yeah, fucking sport. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But the golf course that we went to, like recently, was like an in a neighborhood. Like it was built in a neighborhood, which I thought was kind of dope. What is that? What do you mean in a neighborhood? Like there there was a really big neighborhood, and then throughout the neighborhood there is a golf course built in the neighborhood. It's. It's hard to explain, but like some people who are like in direct range of like the uh, the fairway or whatever, they had like guards on their windows so you know like the balls crash into their windows, don't smash the window open. Yeah, um, that seems kind of like you could get someone's eye out like that. Flying yeah. golf balls. Yeah, I would hate <laughs> to live in that neighborhood. Everyone had fences. Well, it seems like you know no one cares. So whatever, that was kind of dope. Well, you know, it's like if you you grow up in an area that has certain hazards to it. Like, for example, I have family in California that's very used to earthquakes. That's something that scares me. But that's like, you know, that's something that they're just used to. If you grow up in a neighborhood with flying golf balls everywhere and you've been there your whole life, it's probably not that scary. Yeah. Okay. Like an attack of the flying golf. <laughs> but me, if I moved somewhere right now where they were like, "Oh, you're gonna want to guard up your windows. There might be some golf balls coming in." That that might phase me. Mm-hmm. You ever played golf, Eve? Uh, when I was a kid, my parents thought it was a good idea to send me to golf camp for a week. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have no hand-eye coordination. I'm a swimmer. That is my talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as like athleticism goes, yeah, no, I. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing that involves actually like swinging and hitting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I tried. I gave. I, I gave. It, I gave it a shot. Did you go to like? Uh, did you try a lot of sports when you were little? Yeah, I think. I think my parents put me in a bunch of different stuff. I remember playing soccer at one point. Mm-hmm. That's very, very. You know, my like mom one of the mill third grader activity. My mom had a phase of putting me in every like uh, Catholic sports thing. 
Oh, like CYO and, basketball? Yeah, and uh, she put me in soccer at one point and we got the dates mixed up. So I started playing when they started playing games and not when they were practicing. Oh. So I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't – I'm so mad. <laughs> Came in a little late to the party. <laughs> yeah. It, God, I hated sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Steven? What did you play growing up? Uh, I actually – I played basketball for a while and hated it. My dad forced me into playing basketball. Um, they tried to get me to do like football and stuff. But I was like, no, I'm not a sports kid. Mm-hmm. Like, after I failed with basketball, even though my team was undefeated, and I I will always claim that I'm the reason why it was undefeated. Is it true? Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you could tell people that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell everybody. I'm undefeated. No one's basketball. gonna hear this. <laughs> Come on, you have I listen to every episode of the show. It's true. Um, yeah, I I just remember that uh, sucking at every sport. Um, it was at the same place I would go to CCD, uh, or like Sunday school every, every week. Oh, so you had to see them every week. Yeah, it sucked. Sunday school sucked. Are either of you Catholic? Yeah, uh, I, I am. So I did grow up doing- Sunday school uh, fucking sucked. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. I had a Sunday school teacher that told me the world was going to end in 2011, and I cried. What, what was the, what was the theory behind that? I don't remember- she also told me that, like, during the crucifixion, people peed on Jesus. Oh, my God. Your Sunday school teacher. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And I was, like, crying with my mom. And she's like, you got to get through it so you can get confirmed. And in hindsight, I was like, no, just send me somewhere else. I don't, like, I don't have to <laughs> complain or something. Jesus Christ. I went to a Sunday school that was never actually on Sundays. Like, it was always during the week on, like, a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, like, after school. Um but it same idea as Sunday school just didn't actually take place on Sundays. And I think it's also part of it is those people don't, I'm pretty sure the people who teach those classes don't get paid. It's just a volunteer thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably, they probably get some interesting ones. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like most uh, people of sound mind are like, yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer to teach Sunday school. <laughs> um, you know, I actually remember a Sunday school teacher once, Telling us, I must have been so young. I couldn't have been more than like fourth grade. We were learning about um, wants versus needs because you know Catholic ideal that you. you know, <laughs> we were learning screenwriting and <laughs> no, <laughs> shouldn't uh, be. Yeah, yeah, right. Like in screenwriting, yeah. right? Your character's wants and needs. No, we were discussing them in regards to like basically like don't be greedy, don't want too many things. But she gave us like a sheet and said okay there's here's a list of items five of these are wants and five of these are needs whatever and we were trying to figure out what was what and it was basic items like like household items and things like that or and also food shelter water yada yada and i don't remember the full list but the more uh, one of the items that we all got tripped up on was toothpaste because uh-huh. we all put it down as a need and she was like no that's just a want you can brush your that's teeth fucking... without, tooth- <laughs> without toothpaste and we were like i because her argument was that you don't need it to actually like survive. I don't oh, know. Gingivitis <laughs> is something serious. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I guess that's where wants versus needs gets a little complicated. <laughs> Never thought of toothpaste. Yeah, kind of. I, I. She's like trying to teach you something valuable, but she threw a gotcha question in there for like no she reason. That was a question. God, I was an altar boy very briefly. Uh, I never actually did a mask because I was so nervous. Oh. 
I just stopped showing up. Uh, I, I, I did do altar serving as well at one point. The priests fight. Girls can do that? Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's <laughs> I didn't, a fairly new thing. I don't yeah. I, I remember it being boys only. Yeah, my church, it's, Catholicism I changed it in like, I think like the 90s or something like that. Because when my parents were growing up, it was only boys. I think my, my, my church probably said, no, nah, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> there was literally no girls in the altar uh-huh. service. I actually did altar serving. So it, at my church, we could start it in like middle school if we wanted to, like uh-huh. fifth or sixth grade, something like that. And I was one of the few who did it until I was like way too old to be altar serving. Like it was embarrassing. Like, okay, you're too tall. Get off, get off, yeah. get off the stage. <laughs> I was like in 11th grade, <laughs> altar serving. That's which funny. For anybody listening who's not Catholic, that is like that is too old. It should be children up there. What are you, Stephen? You're not Catholic, right? I am Catholic. Oh, you are? I'm just very I'm so off the cuff that you I might as well just say that I'm not Catholic. I remember uh being in like uh, after school um and this kid telling me I'm Christian but I'm not Catholic. I'm like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" <laughs> Shut up. Like <laughs> I was like so angry like I, I just couldn't process it. Uh and then I learned yeah, about Protestants and whatnot. <laughs> that was a tough one to learn growing up. Yeah. Christianity is a big umbrella term. I just remember people. being angry at him for no reason. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> You're Christian. No fucking way. <laughs> Not Catholic. He was like, and he was pretty patient about it. Um, <laughs> God. Great. You know what's the worst part of Catholicism is the, the fucking music. <laughs> uh Really? It's That's so bad. Uh, actually, no. There's probably worse parts. Uh, I mean, the I Inquisition think the, the, being... the stigma that Catholic people get is um the guilt. It's pretty yeah, pretty the bad, Catholic dude. Guilt. Yeah, I never thought about that until I think George, my actual co-host, uh, brought that up the other week about Catholic guilt, and I was like, I am kind of guilty now that I think about <laughs> it. <laughs> I never I associated think... it with that. Yeah, Catholic guilt was something that. I've always had, but never knew that it was a thing until somebody pointed it out. It sucks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's only, kind of just part of the religion. The weird thing is I'm only uh, Catholic because like, uh, well, actually, I don't know if my dad was Catholic, but my mom, um, growing up, there was just a Catholic church nearby and not another church. So like, all right, I guess we're Catholic now. Oh, that's Let's like how go. my family banks at Chase because there's no other banks yeah. in the area. <laughs> this closest <laughs> one to us. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh before, like when I was little, um, I don't know if I should say where my mom, whatever. Uh, we used to bank at this place called Astoria Federal, and it doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but yeah, usually you go for the big ass like brand banks because it was so inconvenient because you'd go anywhere and there'd be nowhere you could use an ATM. Yeah, it is nice that there's chases all over. So even mm-hmm. if I'm out of town, I can find one. Um, what's, your, what's the numbers on your, your card? <laughs> All right, you got a pen? Yeah. Ready? <laughs> um, I just lost my train of thought. Catholicism, banks. It's six 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 nine. Yeah, hit all the hit all of them. Six nine four twenty. Uh, JG Wetworth. Um, did you go to Sunday school, Stephen? No, well, so I you, did. I did like two times. So are you not confirmed? Moved? I mean, I I don't know. I was baptized in the Catholic Church, so I'm I can I can tell people I'm Catholic. What's your uh, What's your Catholic extra name, Eve? Like when you got confirmed? Oh, my extra name. <laughs> yeah, the confirmation name. It's it's Rose. Wow, there's a Saint Rose. Yeah, Saint Rose of Lima from Lima, Peru. Her story is actually. <laughs> I really thought that was a Ligma joke. 
<laughs> Wait, what? Wait, was, you know, you know, ligma. When someone says, "What's ligma? Ligma balls." I thought that's what you were doing. Oh <laughs> no, she's actually Saint Rose of Lima, and her story is one that when I was in high school and I had to pick the name, I was absolutely inspired by that. But now, in 2021, it kind of horrifies me. What the story it? of Saint Rose of Lima is that she was this gorgeous, beautiful woman, and she she wanted to devote her life to God, so she rubbed like literal pepper all over her face to give herself permanent like burns and scars <laughs> so that men would not look at her anymore and we why was that ever and- why was that ever appealing to you <laughs> so we consider her a saint because she removed her own beauty That's so fun <laughs> distract men or get the attention of men why did that ever appeal to you um i was a little bit of a holy roller in high school i'm not gonna lie i did i did youth group i was uh-huh. like a little like slightly brainwashed oh my uh, god yeah no i'm i'm all good now <laughs> yeah why did that ever appeal to me um i picked francis xavier just because i got two names oh that's cool do you yeah. also have a middle name i do it's uh you- my middle name is technically alex depending on who you ask my middle name is either alexander or alejandro uh it's it's legally alexander though so that's what i tell people um hmm. I, my parents, when I was born, they decided to name me Eve Marie, but there was a little miscommunication. My mom thought that we were just going to call me Eve, and my dad thought that they were going to call me Eve Marie, so that, like, my first name was two parts, but my mom thought that it was going to be a first name and a middle name. So everybody on my mom's side of the family calls me Eve, and everybody on my dad's side calls me Eve Marie. Oh. Yeah. So do you have, like, a middle name on top of that? Marie is- Is the middle name. Legally a middle name. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I go by Eve, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had, I, I was like, I remember like really not being able to pick one because I found all the saints very boring and I didn't want to pick Francis Xavier because my mom worked at Xavier high school uh, where I ended up going for like a year. Oh. You ever go to Catholic school? That's another fun. I went to Catholic college. Oh. Public high school though. What, what college? I went to Sacred Heart University. Oh, was that like part of part of your uh, your phase or? No, uh, actually, completely unrelated. My um, my father worked there, so that's why I went to the school. Uh-huh. It was just like a a thing of. Did you hate going to a school where your parent worked? Because I did. You know, it actually it could have gone really great or really bad, but my my father was a a pretty um um respected professor students seem to like him i think mm-hmm. if he had a bad reputation among students it could have been a lot different mm-hmm. but uh people liked him so it was i tried to like it was like i i tried to keep it a secret like i like i wouldn't tell people unless it like really came up in conversations yeah. i kind of wanted to have my own identity at the school but it it was never actually a bad thing when people found out I, I I tended to tell people just because uh, it was an all boys school and my mom was a woman and I was just so afraid someone saying something that like I didn't want to hear when I was around mm-hmm. and I just wanted to establish like it's my mom please don't fucking like that was my fear and that's like um God that Z- makes sense Xavier fucking sucked the only thing that was good about Xavier was uh, the food was amazing oh uh yeah like for the the um, but you know. It was not an even trade-off. Uh, everyone was brain dead. I remember being in gym class. Like, the bullies were in that school were so fucking stupid. Uh, and that was probably the worst part about being bullied was that it wasn't funny. 
Um, it's never funny to get. Bored. I know it's never funny, but like I want to be able to look back and be like, it's kind of funny. But um, <laughs> like I remember one time this kid said to me, Michael, you know about this new Pokemon? And I was like, Jesus Christ! All right, what? What's the new Pokemon? He was like, Pussy. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> There's nothing there to get. It's <laughs> and I, I was just like, "Come on, man, beat me up!" Like, <laughs> take my lunch money, do something. Oh God, we instead of detention, we had what we called jug, which stood for justice under God. <laughs> uh, and you just kind of walked in a circle in a in a courtyard for about an hour. Wait, really? Yeah, and you just had to think about like your crimes. How big was the circle? That's the question. Not that big. Was it dizzying, like nauseating? Yeah, it was just mind numbing. Mm. Uh, and you it, would, it, it was so fucking easy to get jugged too. Just like being slightly late for a class, you got jugged. Ooh. Yeah, I had to shave at that school like all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and like they measured your hair to make sure it didn't get because it was Jesuit, but it was also military. I didn't know that about Xavier. Yeah, it's like pseudo military. They they kind of hide that part today because they're uh, like I feel like they're phasing out of it. But they have school, a right? yeah they have a JROTC oh, yeah. program and it's like a big part of mm. uh, of Xavier. I was in uh, ROTC in my high school. What what kind of stuff did you do? Uh, typical ROTC things, I guess. You know, Were you on like a drill team? No, I refused to do anything extra with that. Um, <laughs> with that program because me and the military stuff just didn't fall yeah. together. They were already like kind of realizing that people weren't fond of the military aspect when I went. So mm. there were like you had to do JROTC for about like a like a few weeks and you like, would take military history classes and after a while they were like, "All right, you want to opt out?" And I was like, "Fuck, yes, please." Fuck that noise. Yeah. Dude. We had to learn like the the fucking um the alphabet, the military alphabet. Well, the Alpha Bravo, yeah. Yeah, Delta. Alpha Bravo, Charlie. Delta, yeah. I, mm. <laughs> um, Back when I was in high school, uh, the first two years, we had like these really like serious old veteran uh, uh, military dudes teaching the classes. Then the last two years of high school, we got two new guys who were very lenient. And I think I became my teacher's personal bully. Mm-hmm. But you which... bullied your teacher? <laughs> Yes. In the ROTC. In the ROTC. So this was like an actual military personnel or like a yeah, former. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, there's this one part. One, I said part like I'm watching a show. There's this um <laughs> one time in particular where close to the end of my senior year, because he's a bald man, he like, I guess, like bent over to pick something up from behind his desk. And I came up from like the side of his desk and slapped him on the top of his head. <laughs> I you got I thought I was gonna get so much. I got away with it. He, that man was an extreme pushover to the point where no one respected the ROTC. Like, that is so all. goddamn funny. But he he but he was he was cool. <laughs> he was a pushover, but he was cool. I can't get mad at him. Oh my god, we the we're gonna take a uh, a, a break really quick. Uh, but I want to say before the break, uh, we had this. Um, I can't say uh too much. I'll I'll, I'll tell you a little more off screen because i don't want to get into the personal stuff but we actually no i can't say any of this all right let's take a quick break uh and when we're back we'll talk uh more about eve uh and we're back uh and this is our eve segment uh eve uh, you're a you're a comedian yourself 
Uh, self-proclaimed, yeah. yes. Say something funny. Oh, no, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? When did you? When did you get into comedy? So I've always enjoyed comedy, whether it was stand-up, watching sitcoms, um, and I was doing improv a couple years ago, just mm-hmm. giving it a try, and it was so fun, but it was so difficult, and it was not quite the thing for me. But that was sort of my like window into mm-hmm. stand-up comedy because I knew that I liked being on a stage and I knew that I liked trying to make people laugh but I needed some as a writer I needed something that was structured a little structured and script scripted with the improv coming up with stuff on the spot is so so difficult mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah I that is that's how I got into it and more specifically during quarantine I know like a lot of people took up hobbies during quarantine to you know keep themselves busy and that's when I really started writing jokes mm-hmm uh and your your uh your venue is is like the place you work usually right <laughs> yes yeah i um the the place that i work is where i usually perform um i do some other places also there's one my the the most interesting place where i perform is another spot in my town and it's a billiards hall uh mm-hmm. performing comedy at a billiards hall is it's it's just this giant open room where people are playing pool and giving absolutely no care as to what you're talking yeah. about um so it's it's all it's all an experience all you know uh-huh. trying to just get myself up on stage and practice my jokes and make it work and sometimes i do go into the city i don't actually live in the city but I do mm. go into the city sometimes to perform comedy. Do you ever, uh, you ever get been heckled? Kind of, not like full on heckled, but there was one show once where I went on towards the end, and mm-hmm. sometimes with he- being on towards the end, like is when the crowd is drunk. If they're drinking, mm-hmm. you know, at first they're just getting started, but by the end of the show, okay, they've had a few beverages now. And I had this one. I have a joke about. Uh, dating liking to date guys named adam because my name is eve and there was this one guy who really thought that the show was a participatory experience for his him name was adam whenever he liked and of course his name was adam yeah but i i uh i think i made the best of it never been completely heckled but that dude um that dude really thought that it was a that like we were connecting doing in that it together moment. that he yeah. was part of the show <laughs> Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. We were talking about name Adam. Um, but what's what's your, what do you think is your worst experience uh, doing stand up? So I've been doing it since February of this year. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't actually been super duper long. My so, so you know, knock on wood, I'm lucky to say I haven't had anything that's been horrifically bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes at the open mics, uh, open mics are, there's not actually audience members there. It's typically just the comedians who want to practice mm-hmm. their jokes that are at an open mic. And comedians are the toughest audience. They're on their phones. They're writing in their notebooks. They're getting ready for their sets. And it is hard to make other comedians laugh. So sometimes at the at the open mics, I really do be bombing. Yeah. What, what does that look like? Just just silence or like booing or? Oh, no booing, just absolute silence. It's the thing with writing jokes, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. is when I'm at home and I'm writing stuff, I think I'm writing the funniest thing yeah. to ever be written. I'm like, every joke is so great. It's going to kill. <laughs> and then you get there and you, you 
give a line that you you think is going to do well and then it just doesn't Mm -hmm. and it's crickets but you know it's all it's all learning experience because if there's something that i thought was gonna hit and then it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean i need to abandon that joke just sometimes reworking it is all it takes Mm -hmm. the delivery might just need a little bit of work yep um and um you're also i just lost my train of thought again you're also like a, a professor like not technically, like you're not like a, a PhD to my knowledge, right? I do not have a PhD, um, but I am I am a professor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I am. Tr- I've been trying to do the math on that, and I don't understand because we're like the same age. I think. Uh, yeah, I think we are. I think. So are. how does that work? You just left college. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't understand. So- after I graduated college, I went right into an English master's program where part of the program that I was in involved actually teaching um, composition courses at the university. So I actually started teaching college before actually acquiring a graduate degree. And the university I'm uh, teaching at now is uh, basically same situation as I'm teaching an intro course that. So you um, have a graduate degree. I do not oh. actually. I'm confused. <laughs> so I, one thing you need to know about me is that it's, it's always complicated. There's always a story. So I do not have a graduate degree. Uh, the school that I'm working at right now made an exception because I am working towards a graduate degree. That English master's program that I started right out of college, I never finished. I dropped out of to go to our school to study screenwriting. Uh-huh. instead. How many years yeah. were you in undergrad? I was in undergrad three years. Okay. I, I it helps the math a little bit. Yeah, I should have explained that. <laughs> because in my mind, we we both graduated right before Fierstein. So I'm like, how the fuck did you like? Yeah, no, I had a little, I call it my gap year uh-huh. of, uh, of studying English. Especially because I know like uh, you were talking about graduating uh, late because of COVID. And that threw off my yes. math even more. Yes. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I have to be honest <laughs> with you because it didn't make any sense to me. Oh yeah, so this is another story. Nothing, nothing that I participate in ever makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, so I graduated from undergrad. Technically, the graduation date is August 2019. So because it was August, I had the choice of either walking in May, walking in graduation in May 2019 or May 2020. Mm-hmm. I chose May 2020 because that's when all my friends were walking. Wah. Yeah, right. <laughs> no foreshadowing there um, to help. And then that got canceled, obviously. And my school actually held uh, a graduation for the May 2020 students this past May 2021. So I did get to walk in my graduation two years later. I like uh, th- that. That really sounds like you ever watch Always Sunny? Yes. love that That's show. like a, an Always Sunny opening. Like, yeah, I'll just walk in 2020. And the student <laughs> says Eve walks in 2021. I love those opening. Uh, I have to watch that show again. I haven't seen it in forever. I just remember it being the funniest. I, I've been watching Archer again. You ever watch Archer? I have not. Dude, that love- show is so much funnier than I remember. I got to I gotta give it a try. I love Bob's Burgers, so yeah. I love that dude. The funny thing about – oh, H. John Benjamin – you mean uh, the the voice guy? The voice, yeah, I don't yeah. know his name. His I most people remember him like as Bob's Burgers because that was like his big I think break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I used to watch him in an Adult Swim show called Home Movies that is also so goddamn funny. Home Movies is so fucking. Good. The first five <laughs> episodes of Home Movies are completely improvised. 
Uh, and it's movie. so funny. It and like the animation is horrendous. It's like such a such a cheap show. I don't know. I just I love home movies, but Archer is so much funnier than I remember it being. Um, oh. and it's so funny too that like uh uh in, in Archer, it is the timing of that show coming out is so unfortunate because like right around season five of Archer. Uh, is when like ISIS became a thing, you know, like the terrorist organization, mm-hmm. and the yes, name the name of the agency, the spy agency in um in Archer is ISIS. Oh, so in season five they were they had to like read like they had to reconstruct the entire show to take out the word <laughs> ISIS. Oh man! Uh, but it was cool because at that point they were like, well, what if it's not a spy show? And then every season from then on, like. Season five is like a um, a drug, like a Breaking Bad type show where they're selling cocaine, uh, and then there's like a Private Eye season. Um, so it's cool and experimental that way, but it's just so goddamn funny. Um, another thing that probably hasn't aged that well anymore. A lot of stuff is not aging well. Yeah, comedy has the worst half life, probably. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Every day it's, uh, you know, we realize something that used, we used to think could fly, but actually really um, is does not. I forget who I was, I saw talking about, like some comedian on Twitter was like, yes, uh, like comedy ages like milk, but like, why does that make it any less beautiful? Like comedy, like it's part of the, okay. the territory that comedy doesn't age well. We have to, to some degree, like obviously we should be like, yeah leave that in the past but to some degree yeah. we should be like uh it, it, it doesn't detract from comedy that it can't age that well yeah, yeah like it's just sort of part of the deal that that's what's gonna happen uh-huh. as time goes on what do you think you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but what do you think is the most like incorrect poorly aged comedy that you still go back to hmm. like either a movie or like a show and again if you don't want to answer that on, on no a- I, i'd be okay with answering that if i could think of something um, I don't know. You know, one show that I I loved as a teenager and I still do like to turn on every now and then is th- not necessarily comedy, but Glee. Glee uh-huh. was always I always loved that show, but now it's not super duper politically correct. Just with um, how it handled cer- certain topics, like Mr. Shu, the teacher, was like a little too close with his students. Yeah, and there was one student who was in a wheelchair, but he was played by an able-bodied actor. Um, I don't know about a comedy, though. I'd have to think about that. I think... Uh, have you ever seen Faulty Towers? No. Um, it's a, a show written and starring John Cleese, one of the Monty Python guys. And it's like about a, a hotel where everything goes wrong every day. And it's horrendously aged, but it is some of the funniest television. It's only like five episodes. Because like British comedies like don't really go on that long. Uh, but you know, there's there's a character who's a Spaniard, and I guess Spaniards are the the Hispanics of of Europe in the sense of the way they're treated in media, because they're very mean and and derogatory to him. And there is also an episode about like the N word, and oh people and like I I it's not that it's not funny anymore. Uh, and like you can see what they're trying to do because the the whole point of that episode is they're trying to they're trying to get rid of this guy. Because uh, he's like a like a veteran of some British war. I say some British war as if it it could be anything but World War Two. But um, that this guy is like a fossil, and they're like trying to get him to shut up, and that's like the joke of the episode. But it's still like it doesn't it doesn't fly. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, like some of Faulty Towers, even though that one is like horrible, is really funny still. What about you, Stephen? You probably you probably get at this question. Uh, so just comedies that I that that like have aged horribly or not well, but you you still go back to it. Like you can look past it. Um, I mean, I could look past damn there anything. I I, I don't really have like things that. <laughs> yeah, I um, I uh, just just, just to give you an idea of like Stephen's like stomach for uh, offensive material. Uh, for school because I was doing uh like a kind of like a research thing on it. I I watched Song of the South, you know the <laughs> the Splash Mountain thing. You know what I'm talking about, Eve? The uh no. You know Splash Mountain that ra- that racist Disney World ride. You know, I didn't know it was racist. I, I see. All, you didn't know they were taking it down and that it was like... Okay, so it's based oh, on... News. Okay. Anyway, the, the, the bottom line is that I watched this movie with Steven and he just like, well, that was fun. And I was like, really? <laughs> but um, Song of the South is the movie that Splash Mountain is based on. It's about this white kid living with, uh, staying with his grandmother for a little while and this, this older black man named Uncle Remus who chronologically is technically free, but it doesn't seem like he was born that way. And he doesn't, he's clearly like, he's clearly a freed slave that is still working for this grandmother in a, in a way that is like basically slavery with extra steps. Mm -hmm. And in the book, he is a slave that it's based on. Uh, And it's just all the, all the cartoon animals are like, they have, um, yeah, they they talk like they jive talk kind of, and there's there's a sequence with a uh, tar baby, like a literal baby made of tar. Oh, but you know, I don't, I don't. I implications. Yeah, and that's a ride. And then in the '80s, they were like, "Let's make this a ride at Disney World." Yeah, so I I've been on the ride at Disney World, and I I remember waiting in the line and seeing all the little like uh-huh. the animals, the rabbits playing the banjo and stuff. I did not realize that that was based off. Of yeah, it's uh, and it's also like um, the actual stories about Briar Bear and Briar Rabbit and whatnot are like slave stories adapted from African tales, and then a white guy like went to the South and was like, "Ooh, this is cool," and made a book and then made money on it. Um, mm-hmm. But also just like the whole theme of Splash Mountain of like this rabbit wanting to leave home and they're like, there's nothing but trouble if you leave home. And then he gets in trouble and he's like, all right, yeah, I'm staying home. That's just, that, that's just like an allegory for slaves shouldn't run away. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I forget Not how we funny. got here. Poorly aged comedy. Yeah. Poorly aged comedy. I would watch Song of the South again. It's a, it's such a good. Well, movie. you're you're also like from the south. Well, not from the south. You live in the I'm south. I'm not from the south. I'm from Jersey. Yeah. So like, I, I I feel like it's got to be a little different, like culturally. Like you gotta like, is is there something nostalgic about it? What Song of the South? Yeah. Not not in the sense that you watched it as a kid, but like, does it remind you of like your? I don't know. My environment. <laughs> um, I asked that, and then I was like, "That's a that that's not a good question to ask." <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it doesn't. It doesn't remind like remind me of the environment like at all. It's, mm-hmm. You don't really see much of that down here. Yeah, it really is just incredibly racist, Mary Poppins. Like I've Uncle Remus is. Well, I don't. This is the um. 
I, I believe you. I'm not, I'm yeah. not arguing, but I'm just saying, like, I've never seen a Mary Poppins. Before. Anyway, let's get back to Eve. What are we doing? Uh, Eve. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying listening. Yeah. Regardless, I'm having a good time. You're having a good time? We like to have yeah. a good time here. Um, so what's next for the Eve Papa comedy career? Uh, Are up you- next, I have a performance at Broadway Comedy Club at Ooh. the end of this month, actually. Wait, uh, can you give us an exact date? Yes, I can. So Sunday, November 21st. Okay, so Stephen, you won't be in New York, right? I'll leave the 22nd. So we could maybe go to that. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Send we'll- you the info. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, look so into that. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about it. It's the uh, mating game is what it's called. And it's hosted by one of my friends in comedy. Is this the, the dating um, thing that you were on yes, a while ago? Yes, it's the dating game. So I've done it. I've done it before. It's actually technically an improv show. So I don't do any stand up there. But uh, it's there's th- one con- uh, sort of like bachelorette is what I did last time. I was the bachelorette. And then there's three contestants who are competing for that person's love. Yeah. Is that all a stage thing? Or do, you, do people actually follow through with that? Oh, oh, it's 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 fictional. I was not obligated to go uh, on a date after. <laughs> um, I I actually the person I was dating at the time was in the uh, in the audience uh-huh. to see it, which was funny. And um, I I would love to hear a story of that though, of like oh, like the contestant who won and the and the bachelorette ended up like really hitting it off and ending up together. Like yeah. that's a cool. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, but it's it's fun. And, and you're not the bachelorette this time. You're you're one of the. I actually don't know uh, yet what I'm gonna be. So that's bam improv. Yeah, is that yeah. is that make you nervous? Because you know you seem to be more of the stru- we talk about like you like structure more. I do tend to like structure more. Yeah. So, uh, it, it even if it does make me a little nervous to you know go and be doing improv for this, it's a good nervous like mm-hmm. it's. It's going to be so much fun. And there's also a different expectation when it comes to improv. Like nobody's expecting it to be perfect because everything is right on the spot. And it, it's fun. The last time I, I, I did it, we had such a blast. That's always fun. Yeah. Fun is always fun. Show, Michael? I've, been always been fun. A, I've been in an improv show and I've been to improv shows. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I went, I, I took lessons at UCB like right before it shut down. My favorite comedy thing to go to in new york is um characters welcome which is a character sketch mm-hmm. uh, characters welcome i think you've performing. you've told me about uh, that yeah before. it's so funny uh i went with my mom last time because no one would go with me um oh go it i i call on my parents all the yeah. time when i can't don't I can't find a friend but there was um god one of the characters was uh, a grinder bottom <laughs> and so that was not fun to sit through huh. with my mom <laughs> But the rest of it, like, she she was so behind. It's like she was, like, laughing the whole time, and then we got to that, and it was just deadpan. (laughs) (laughs) My dad and I are are pretty close, and uh, sometimes I'll take him to stuff. Like, we saw a comedy show together over the summer. Um, Not related to the comedy show, but one time my dad and I were on a road trip to Nashville together mm-hmm. and we stopped in North Carolina to get dinner and at the I'll never forget this because it was the weirdest thing at the end of the meal the waitress was like okay so um would you like separate checks and my first the first thought that popped to my head was like what does she think this yeah does she is? think it's like a sugar daddy thing yeah but even if it was a sugar daddy um, wouldn't he be paying yeah. for my meal? <laughs> the stingiest sugar daddy that'd be a yeah, right. <laughs> it's like 
The guy just doesn't get how it works. Um, yeah, that is really uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was just it was just interesting. Like we laughed over it. Oh my um, god! So wait, you wait tables? I do wait tables. I wait tables. Why are we not talking about like all the shit that we hate about waiting tables? Because that's what I want to do. Uh huh. Um, oh, I you know what? You might have to create a brand new episode just yeah. for that. I have to. I have to tell you about this because I've been talking about this lately, and it just drives me fucking insane. Do you have wings where you work? Like. Yes. So when people order wings at the restaurant I work at, I ask them first, I ask them like, you want six or 12? They say six, right? And then I go breaded or non-breaded. And they say, what is that? Breaded or non-breaded? Yeah. I'm like, do you, have you had chicken? What do you mean? (laughs) What is breaded? What is breaded? That drives me insane. Interesting. I, you know what, where we serve wings at the restaurant where I work, there's no option. So So what's the dumbest thing people ask you? Uh, I got a question the other day if the veggie spring rolls are vegetarian, but I actually, you know what? I got that question and I was like, you know what? Let me go ask the kitchen. So I did ask. The you, kitchen. you got a question so dumb that you were like, what if the answer is dumb? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm like, I also like, I, I get very afraid when people have food allergies or dietary restrictions. I have, I'm always afraid that like, there's an ingredient in there that I just did not know about and I don't want to get someone sick or have anything bad happen. So I always, I, I actually, I ask the, the kitchen a lot of dumb questions, mm-hmm. but some of the other stuff that I've seen that's fun is I love when I get um, just really like unexpected drink orders, alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the weirdest one that somebody ever asked me for was actually it's a tie between two drinks. One time somebody asked for a Bloody Mary, but sub the vodka for Corona beer instead. <laughs> so they wanted beer in their Bloody Mary. And then um, another time somebody got hot chocolate with a shot of Jack fire in it. Huh? Whiskey. Yeah. Actually that might, maybe that was good. I, it's just not a combination. I've you know, I, uh, does your restaurant do this thing? This drives me crazy. Like I have customers who don't like like the drink they got, and then I just they, they get to send it back and not pay for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I kind of like uh, I see both sides of that in the sense of I, personally, me if I'm ever out at a restaurant, I wouldn't even think to send something back because I don't like it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, where I work, at least we try to ensure that people are enjoying what they're consuming the food and the beverages and that they're leaving happy because there's always that threat of mm-hmm. the Yelp review. Yeah. There's always that threat. Oh my God. I could talk about this for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so like, it's, it's not, it's, it's hard in the sense that like, uh, I don't know if you'd agree with this. There is an inherently humiliating aspect to service. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, it, you know, it, I, I genuinely enjoy talking to customers uh-huh. and meeting people. I work somewhere that is very popular amongst people our age. It's yeah. a bar, so I'm, I'm always, sorry. I'm always meeting people or seeing people I know and having a good time. But the, the part about it that feels like what you just mentioned is when there's an issue with a customer, if they're unhappy mm-hmm. or they're t- maybe taking out a bad day on me and I have to keep a smile on my face. That's when it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is more than you'd think, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard being us, isn't it, Eve? Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's terribly Look, difficult. Steven, what's the, dumbest, what's the dumbest thing someone asks you in tech work? So, this happened like a year or two ago, actually. 
where someone was they asked us how to open up Outlook. They they're a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um or how to open up their email. And I told them to just open up the start menu, go and just open up the Outlook app. Mm-hmm. Uh which is it's that simple. Um they tried to open up their email by opening Yahoo and just <laughs> typing in email in the address book. <laughs> So I'm like, this is wait a, a minute. Yeah, this is a doctor. So I'm like, <laughs> this is a guy that like whose lives are in his hands, <laughs> right? So I'm like, how, how did you screw this up? Like, it, it's not like so. I I tell you, all I did was tell them open up the start menu. What I have to do at my job is give them detailed, like this is what you need to do. The it, start menu looks like this. From what you tell me, it seems to me like the problem when people are troubleshooting is that they don't want to do what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, there's sometimes you'll give someone a whole list of uh, uh, not examples, but like steps to do, and they 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 just flat out be like, "I don't feel like doing this." Can someone just call me and do it for me? Which is not what we're supposed to do. Like, I had a meeting with my manager the other day. Um, she was just like, "Yeah, that's not stuff you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give them the steps to do what they need to do, so they don't have to ask you again." these people are very lazy and decide to ask us again. Mm-hmm. I've, I've told you this story, uh, but I don't think Eve knows it. Uh, my uncle worked in IT. Uh, okay. And the funniest story he told me was someone called him in and said, my computer's disc, uh, my, no, my computer's um, cup holder is broken. He was like, what? The, computer's what, cup holder? He's like, what are you talking about? And he showed him the disc drive. Oh no. And he was like, What? Oh. You thought that you thought that was a cup holder? No one told me it wasn't. Oh my that... god! <laughs> can, I love that. Can you imagine just how many people have saw them using that as a cup holder and uh-huh. just like, yeah, it's fine. Let's leave it alone. Just didn't say anything. Well, that's like if you see somebody with like food in their teeth and you're like, oh, they've probably been walking around all day like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be the guy to point it out. I'm the type of person to be like, yo, you might want to, you know, fix that. I really respect that. I, I don't like seeing people, you know, embarrass themselves mm-hmm. out in the open. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what's one of the worst things that someone's done to me at work? Mm. Uh, not one of the worst, but just like an annoying thing. Uh, people are not great tippers in my area, Ooh. Uh, which is bad enough. But uh, this girl ordered about $100 worth of food. Mm-hmm. And like I gave her the check, which has the recommended tips on it. And like to my face, she's opening her wallet and she says to me, five dollars seems fair. <gasps> my God. That's gutsy. Yeah, I was like, I if, if I could turn back time, I would go back to that moment and be like, well, actually, if you're if you're unsure, you know, there's a recommended tip. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it's it's tough when people leave like a blatantly like bad tip but it's a situation where i feel like i gave them the best service and nothing really went wrong i've had i've had situations where i'll actually ask a customer like you know for the purpose of wanting to be a better server like is there anything that i did wrong today like i am always trying to learn Uh and improve um but i think sometimes people just i don't know if it's that they don't know what the like really what the the right or respectful amount to tip is or if people just are trying to you know, keep a few bucks. I, I don't know. My coworker told me the ballsiest shit. And I, I'm, I'm too afraid to try this. But she was like, if I can tell they're not going to do it, I just put the gratuity in the bill. Mm. 
Which, yeah, like, if you get caught doing that, is a world of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if the risk is worth the reward. Yeah, but she's one. like, she's like, I can usually gauge, you know, whether they're going to do it, and also whether they're going to look at the bill. Mm. That's yeah, that's risky. That is so risky. But also, God, I wish I could do that. Uh huh. I don't have that kind of yeah, that kind More of power to her. Yeah, I don't have those guts. God. Anyway, we're about at the hour mark. Uh, Eve, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Eve underscore of underscore destruction. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Twitter, Eve Papaya. I don't use that as much, mm-hmm. but it's there. Uh, well, Eve, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Uh-huh. Michael and Steven, it was nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you feel too. free. Like, if you want to come back on, just let us know. We'll have you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh, thank you, Michael, for the kidney that you donated. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Steve, shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. You don't watch podcasts. or You do, but not this one. Um, this has been, unless you're watching the logo on your phone screen, uh, I really got to shut up. This has been It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. Uh, my co-host this week was uh, uh, Stephen Scott of Planet Shuckpuck. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at It's Kid Michael and on Twitter at It's Kid Michael. Uh, this um, episode was edited by our executive producer, Kevin Anderson, and uh, the theme song was written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal.